Hello, and welcome to the June 2019 Respiratory Care Podcast. This month's issue contains the proceedings of the journal conference sponsored by the American Respiratory Care Foundation on non-invasive respiratory support in adults. Non-invasive ventilation has been a sentinel change in the practice of mechanical ventilation over the last 20 years. The introduction of high-flow nasal cannula has further expanded the non-invasive techniques that are available to avoid endotracheal intubation. Non-invasive respiratory support in adults covers the physiology and technology behind these therapies. McIntyre describes the physiologic effects of NIV, specifically as it differs from invasive ventilation. This includes the use of CPAP and non-invasive ventilation, the impact on the worker breathing, functional residual capacity, intrinsic PEEP, airway function, and hemodynamics are reviewed in detail. A discussion of ventilator-induced lung injury by Bouchon focuses on the well-described as well as the emerging etiology of lung injury. This paper reviews the contribution of NIV and high-flow nasal cannula on prevention of ventilator-induced lung injury with comparisons made to invasive ventilation. The role of vascular pressures in the genesis of VLI is a recent finding which is also discussed. Non-invasive respiratory support and hypoxemic respiratory failure is discussed by Periano. Considerable controversy surrounds the treatment of de novo respiratory failure. In ARDS, the role of non-invasive ventilation appears to be limited. On the other hand, the success of CPAP for pulmonary edema is steeped in evidence. This review describes important considerations when hypoxic respiratory failure is managed with non-invasive respiratory support. Importantly, the use of NIV in severe hypoxemia is associated with greater mortality compared to invasive ventilation. Hill et al. described the use of non-invasive respiratory support in the treatment of hypercapnic respiratory failure. NIV remains the standard of care for COPD exacerbation with an advantage over high-flow nasal cannula when an increase in alveolar ventilation is required. High-flow nasal cannula may be useful in mild hypercapnia with an advantage with respect to NIV based on improved comfort. The controversial use of non-invasive respiratory support post-extubation is described by Kasmeric. This paper contrasts the roles of CPAP, non-invasive ventilation, and high-flow nasal cannula to smooth the transition to spontaneous breathing, as well as as a rescue met treatment to avoid reintubation. In all cases, failure to recognize the need for reintubation carries important consequences. Bendit reviews the use of non-invasive respiratory support in subjects with neuromuscular disease. Nocturnal NIV and the use of cough support, manual methods as well as mechanical insufflation exfiltration, are standards of care in amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. The importance of swallowing evaluation and treatment in bulbar disease is also reviewed. Strickland describes the patient experience during non-invasive respiratory support, including the effects of patient ventilator synchrony and comfort on successful application. The importance of mask fit, Choice of the interface and management of leak are all factors the clinical team must address. Davies details the role of non-invasive respiratory support at the end of life. This review includes the do not intubate and do not resuscitate paradigm on the use of non-invasive respiratory support to improve comfort in patients with terminal disease. NIV is provided by both intensive care unit and so-called bi-level devices. Scott discusses the role of each device, including advantages and disadvantages of the varying equipment. The role of devices in enhancing patient ventilator synchrony is also reviewed. CPAP has been used in adults for nearly three quarters of a century, and the use of nasal CPAP in infants revolutionized neonatal intensive care in the 1970s. Volsko describes the plethora of devices ranging from simple to complex, 
used to deliver CPAP in both infants and adults. Nishimura describes the equipment used to deliver high-flow nasal cannula. This review includes the importance of heat and humidification on patient comfort and the impact on, of flow on lung volumes and carbon dioxide elimination. His paper also discusses issues related to noise levels with high-flow nasal cannula devices, as well as infection control concerns. We hope you enjoy this issue of Respiratory Care and appreciate that you subscribe to the Respiratory Care podcast. To receive the content of this and past issues of the journal, visit our website at www.rcjournal.com. There you can also subscribe to receive podcasts of future issues.